0: Welcome back to a Max and Connor their podcast, a pop culture podcast where two best friends talk about what they want to talk about. I'm one of those best friends. My name is Connor.
1: Oh, I'm. I thought I was Connor. What? Oh, well, here, check the, check the, check the tapes. Rewind. Uh, Let's rewind. Go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> welcome back to well, <laughs> welcome back
0: to a Max and Connor Denler podcast, a pop culture podcast where two best friends talk about what they want to talk about. I'm one of those best friends. My name is Connor oh shit dude you uh-huh. might be right <laughs> that guy sounds unsure <laughs> oh boy i'm max hey uh, hey so i have a few of those intros if i could try them out oh. i've got a few written down <laughs> okay. okay uh
1: i was gonna say that that was the first time i'd heard that
0: yeah because i was thinking about and i i told myself i wouldn't talk about this till the end of the podcast okay. because i feel like people tune out immediately yeah, because we open the podcast being like, let's talk about the podcast itself. Yeah, it's a little not s-
1: interesting. No,
0: so fuck it. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but like we need we I I was thinking about getting that familiar hook in there. Yeah, and just describe people what the fuck they're listening to mm-hmm. right out the gate if they just happen to be tuning into uh, episode six sure. randomly. Exactly. So I've got a few more.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> hi welcome back to more of
0: this bullshit i'm your crap master general garvey stevens
1: <laughs> that one i all right so so far i think that one has my vote okay cool because i was thinking if no one's listening
0: anyway fuck it we were talking about that yesterday about how we haven't set we haven't had full voices.
1: conversations in falsetto voices yeah, yeah no that's true yeah, maybe we should give it a shot.
0: Whole episode just like this. Yeah. Just, uh,
1: I hope you'll like it. Yeah, hope it's not annoying.
0: Okay, now that everyone else has got, like, the last <laughs> few people who are listening have left, we, we can just chill.
1: Yeah, as if that's not what we've basically been fucking doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Welcome back to what Max and Connor down their podcast, the world's most off-topic Yu Yu Hakusho rewatch podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Quit faking and fight me, (laughs) Yurameshi. Hi, welcome back to your mom's favorite podcast. If you ask her, she'll lie. (laughs) She's too embarrassed, but trust me, she loves it. I think that's all I got.
1: <laughs> I like the Yu Yu Hakusho one <laughs> because you. I've never watched that show ever. Yeah. We should watch it. It it's was really also, <laughs> I was very caught off guard. Yeah. And also, I like that it's a show and it has the word show in the title. Right? Yeah. Because I. It's Yu Yu Hakusho. Whenever I hear people talk about that show, which is very rarely, I think, just because I don't talk to a lot of people that like traffic and anime regularly. Yeah. Um I'm like is that it's what what the hell are you saying? What is it called? Yu Yu Hakusho show? Yu Yu Hakusho show. Yeah. But it's Japanese, so you know. It makes sense. I'm trying to l- l- hear English when right. you're saying a word in japanese so.
0: it's tough because you know you have you and you so you think about the english word and then you have show yeah and then the, the hawk really throws you i'm
1: throwing. and even
0: that like hawk
1: yeah
0: <laughs> oh boy yeah so thanks for sticking with us um it's only gonna get worse from here also i just want to say like there's like a 15 second skip button
1: play yeah. around with it you know <laughs> we
0: talk about a lot of stuff
1: it's, so maybe <laughs> yeah maybe we'll get to something later on that is of more interest
0: i think if if mark maron is allowed 25 minutes of just bs <laughs> then yeah. we're allowed five minutes of michigas.
1: i <laughs> really wanted to get that word in there huh? it's on my word
0: of the day calendar and the only reason i said it was because we talked about it before the podcast so it was in my head <laughs> So it just popped up. Mm -hmm. Shout out to seltzer.
1: Just like in general? Yeah,
0: just in general. Like, I'm going to cut this part, but I've just like... I've been drinking a lot of seltzer recently, and it's been really good because it tricks my brain into being like, hey, we're drinking a fizzy soda drink, (laughs) but it's actually water. Yeah. um, I'm I'm all about it recently.
1: I I don't really get down with seltzer.
0: I used to not. I used to think like, this is i just why is my water fizzy right. and tastes slightly of lemon and now oh man when i popped out of the fridge and it's nice and cold yeah. it's fucking it's great
1: yeah i don't if i feel like if i want to drink water i don't want it to be carbonated yeah maybe that's just
0: me that's generally how i feel but it's it's me like tricking my brain into like the pavlovian i open up the fridge i pull yeah. out the soda bottle sure like I totally have a bread and all that shit, and I can totally fuck around with a a nice cool glass of water. But uh, do you want to talk about what? Do you got movies on the mind, or are there any um, movies we could talk about? The DC universe. We could talk uh, about Tenet. We could talk oh about. Oh my
1: god! Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> you get that clean? Oh boy. Um, I mean, I rewatched uh I rewatched Bakurau Row the other night which is something that you recently purchased on Blu-ray. Hell yeah. But I was not...
0: victim to the kino sale yet again. Oh yeah,
1: which we already talked about I think. But um Did we? Yeah, I mean, I, I we can't really discuss too much about that movie if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um it just feels like like right now that is it's a it's like a feel good movie if you want to watch like a successful violent revolution
0: okay yeah cool yeah so not just in the what we were talking about like the kind of familiarity or like the comforts of genre film sure which it does have too,
1: though and that's where it like and it balances it really well right you know um it's very much a sci-fi film and a thriller the sci-fi is pretty light you know um but the movie is just so like politically charged and uh, you know really is is, and it's not it's not an American film yeah. you know it's not well it's not from the United States uh, South American film Um, so it has like you know obviously it's talking about different kinds of politics right and I I just feel like right now that a lot of there are a lot of people who would watch Baccarau and be like feel like very satisfied by that movie you yeah. know in like
0: because i don't know this is i'm not speaking about me personally mm. but i could imagine how other people might feel the need for a violent revolution <laughs> you know yeah absolutely but again to be clear not me personally <laughs> oh don't boy. know where you got
1: that from this is uh gonna be an episode
0: oh boy it already is <laughs> it, it, it's already uh quite an episode
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I gotta check it out. Because yeah. it's and we could talk a little bit about it's kinda like the weird psychology of I can go through so many episodes of Veronica Mars. Oh, yeah. Because it's like even though the content of that show can be pretty dark and depressing, mm-hmm. it's like a warm blanket to me seeing Kristen Bell with all these these witticisms. Sure. You know, walking around in high school solving solving mysteries.
1: Um and, you know, there's also a psychological aspect of knowing that it's divided into, like, 20-minute chunks, essentially. Yeah. Um, Which
0: is why people were, like, watching The Irishman like a miniseries.
1: Yeah. Because
0: in your mind, you can be like, okay, well, I'm making this amount of progression into this time and kind of
1: slotting it in. Yeah. Be- I mean, personally, I don't—I wouldn't watch the movie that way. Nor would I. Yeah. And I didn't. Um and i do i like long movies very much but uh there is it's there's something different about just i mean it's the way that it's paced you know yeah. like sitting down to watch like um like you know an episode of lovecraft lovecraft country which is they're about an hour i think the pilot episode is about an hour and 10 minutes or it's not a pilot but like series premiere you know yeah um and, you know, it doesn't feel the same way that it feels to, like, sit down and watch, like, a 70-minute movie, right. you know? And maybe that's because Prestige TV is kind of, like, these are what we need to keep, like, the audience engaged, yeah. you know? And it's also Lovecraft Country is just fucking killing it. Right. Um, And it's strange because
0: you could almost, like, sometimes those shows are paced slower, Because they have more time to, like, develop characters. So maybe less happens plot-wise. And you might, like, I think any Christopher Nolan movie pretty much just flies by. And those are all, like, minimum two and a half hours for the most part. Yeah. But I could throw an Inception any old time and not even think about the fact that, you know, I'm watching a two and a half hour movie.
1: I I, I mean, honestly, I can't remember the last time that I watched a Christopher Nolan movie. But, like, that's how I feel about Zodiac you know oh to- like yeah, i can just 100%. throw zodiac on and and you know as many times as i've seen it, it's just so engrossing that it it zips by
0: and that is like way more upsetting content wise than any chris nolan movie i've ever seen oh yeah because the it's so realistic and yet that is also in a sense a feel good movie to me
1: that's weird you know but i feel the same way yeah no because i think it's just because i've seen it so many times and i'm just like this is like a perfect encapsulation of the craft of movie making yeah and that's like what is kind of on my mind whenever i watch zodiac um and i think that's part of why it's so distracting and kind of flies by you know it's like something like come and see every time i watch that movie i'm not it doesn't feel like i'm watching a two and a half hour movie right and i think that a lot of that has to do with how engrossed i am in that movie with regards to um not just the content which is you know compelling to say the least but also like visually that movie is astonishing yeah. you know it's a lot of steady cam and as realistic as it is put together like a horror movie you know and it's very artfully done right um uh, as well as being horrifying and realistic you know i
0: saw uh to to kind of go off on a, a little tangent That's i i saw zodiac mm. at the alamo draft house and let's say again for the record fuck the alamo draft F- house yeah. mm. it's just it's just happens to be the setting of the story right um I was watching Zodiac, and there was a scene that you told me about, and I had seen the film before this screening, uh-huh. but you, I think you told me about this scene before I'd ever seen the movie, and it's a scene where Robert Downey Jr. and Jake Gyllenhaal are at chilling at a bar, Yeah, and is it Jake Gyllenhaal's character? He is gets the he, Aqua, aqua Velva. Yeah, he gets the Aqua Velva, yeah. and Robert Downey Jr. is making fun of him, mm-hmm. and he's saying, you wouldn't be making fun of me if you ever had one of these. Smash cut to, like, 12 empty Aqua Velvas on the bar top. Right. I, so I saw that movie at the Draft House, which has, you know, the dine-in drinks or food, full-service food and drink, and they have a cocktail on the menu called the Blue Hawaii, Mm -hmm. which, in my mind, is an Aqua Velva.
1: Yeah, it basically looks like a smaller version of what Jake Gyllenhaal is drinking in that movie.
0: Yeah, same-shaped glass, same same bright blue color. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I ordered one, and there's this, like, big, gruff dude sitting next to me, and he just kind of, like, side-eyes me when, like, the drink is dropped, and I wanted to get it so I could, like, enjoy it during that scene, and I'm like, I don't even give a shit if this dude's judging me, like, I'm thinking about what Robert Graysmith said in the film, mm-hmm. if he had this, he wouldn't be judging me like this, yeah, and, like, 15 minutes later, he, like, writes out a little order card puts it in the thing server takes it and a few minutes later it comes back with the blue hawaii (laughs) and i'm like it fucking happened Mm -hmm. this is the most it was the most immersive movie experience i've had besides same theater Hmm. saw fire walk with me on 35 millimeter Uh uh-huh and i got i ordered cherry pie it was a small cherry pie right and it came on a cast iron skillet Mm -hmm. and the skillet was heated up so it stayed hot throughout the whole movie and so i it there was never a part eating the cherry pie that it didn't burn my tongue yeah okay oh at a certain point point i couldn't taste the cherry pie because my (laughs) taste buds were just so burnt and i was like this fits so well with this movie yeah
1: (laughs) this is the perfect (laughs) just like eating cherry pie that you can't even taste because you're in fucking pain yeah
0: (laughs) yep that's, the sweet promise of a cherry pie only to cause, uh, inflict great pain yeah. upon oneself.
1: And that's not to say that watching Fire Walk With Me is bad. Because no. Because it's wonderful. It's one of our favorite David Lynch films. Absolutely. Um, it's just thematically, it, it, that experience lines up. I can see that. Yeah. 100%. I think the most immersive theater experience I've ever had, it's definitely the best movie theater experience i've ever had was seeing uh twilight breaking dawn part two on opening night oh yeah um so i had seen all of the movies up to that point um because my girlfriend at the time had wanted me to watch them are and you a hard? N- no um i don't like disparage them yeah you know uh i don't have necessarily like the desire to go back and revisit them right. maybe the first one I'm genuinely curious to go back and revisit the first one. Was and that Catherine Hardwick? Yeah. Um, but so I'd seen all of these movies and I really just at this point, I couldn't fucking give a shit. Yeah. So and we're waiting outside in line at a movie theater up in Oswego, New York, which is right on the fucking border of Canada. And I don't remember when Breaking Dawn Part 2 came out. Were those like December movies? I I remember waiting outside and it being fucking freezing, and, like, I was also getting sick, so I felt like shit, and we waited in line for, like, an hour outside of the movie. Oh, shit, yeah. So, I gotta be honest, like, I really do not remember what fucking happens in the first, like, two hours of that movie. Right, i remember being slumped down in the seat and being like i feel like shit and i'm watching this movie which i wasn't particularly enjoying i don't think um but and i guess this is uh, you know spoilers for twilight breaking dawn part two
0: listen we just i'm I'm sorry to cut you off (laughs) but if you haven't seen twilight breaking dawn part two
1: like you have
0: you I, I haven't, but I've seen the scene, okay. <laughs> and I very much enjoyed it, um, <laughs> but, you know, t- maybe skip ahead. I'll, I'm, I've been meaning to put chapter marks in these episodes, so turn it off, you know. If you really want to preserve the experience, mm-hmm. we recommend you stop listening if you very much care about the content of that film.
1: Right. So, that movie, there's like, if I remember correctly, there are good vampires and bad vampires. And then yeah. there are also werewolves,
0: and the good vampires are on the werewolf side, right? I think they're like so. together. Well,
1: not they're yes and no. Like the enemy of Ulti- my
0: enemy is my friend. Yeah,
1: pretty much that. Like by, by Breaking Dawn Part Two, they're on the same page. Yeah, but uh, I don't remember. I don't think that there is like a uh, a good relationship there necessarily. They're reluctant but, allies, so there is a battle that takes place at the end of this movie with the good vampires versus the bad vampires. And this I suppose is where it strays from the book. Yeah. It seemed to catch the audience off guard. This sequence um these characters literally fucking tear each other to pieces. Like they're literally just ripping heads oh, off like it's, it's nothing major fucking characters literally being eviscerated on screen yeah like like people's
0: if i recall someone's head gets like shoved into the snow and their head doesn't get torn off but their body gets torn
1: off from their head sounds about right Yeah, it's like all it's cut very quickly you know there's and it's no bloodless yeah, there's no blood because they're made of like fucking diamonds or whatever <laughs> right. The stupid shit but um yeah, no, regardless, they're literally being torn apart, like, people that have been in all of these goddamn movies. And I swear, I have never in my life, before or since, like, witnessed a crowd react this way yeah. to a movie. Um, the, Like, the, the theater was, f- like, full... It was like of so like obviously it was packed like it was like sheer palpable terror. There was nothing that this audience could do. And they were just screaming while they were watching their fucking favorite characters get killed yeah like not fucking like you know like injured and out of the battle but like fucking have their shit torn to pieces
0: get fucking eviscerated
1: this dude the entire theater was screaming yeah it was like oh man like they're witnessing real murders yeah or like there was a goddamn fire yeah you know it was wild uh and can you imagine being
0: in the theater next door Oh. and being like oh shit what's coming for us right like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah
1: something just burst through the fucking screen in there <laughs> and is destroying the audience of that theater yeah um
0: that train finally came through
1: yeah it did oh man it did but and then the movie is like just kidding it was a what-if situation where where basically one of the vampires on the good side can be like, this is the future. And she's like, this is what's going to happen if we battle each other. And then they're like, oh, okay, let's not do that.
0: Yeah. And then they all, they shake hands and then the the movies are over. They're like, all right. Oh boy. It's, it reminds me of a, a final destination, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's like they have a little final destination moment.
1: Okay. I like, I... Ha- oh man! So Final Destination, I think in my um, fifth grade yearbook, what I had listed as my favorite movie. In our yearbook, it would be like yeah, you right, know our fa- how's it going? Oh, oh god damn fa- whoa, whoa. what did I say?
0: Okay? Oh hey 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 buddy what, mm. what's up? Yeah, this is me, sweet Harvey. I heard oh, boy, I heard you were talking about the Final Destination film. <laughs>
1: um yeah yeah we
0: are but how did you get in here man wait
1: Connor you didn't
0: I did I thought we were just gonna chill the two of us today oh Uh,
1: you don't you don't know who this is though
0: I mean I'm bad I'm really bad with names his I'm sorry sir your face looks familiar it's okay I don't expect you to remember me I'm frankly kind of relieved now Let's let's just say this is the first time
1: we're meeting. I am sweetheart. <sighs> you, but so okay. When Connor, when you went back to edit, um, episode four, I haven't done that yet.
0: Oh, I've listened to like the first part of it. I keep me. I've been kind of laxadaisical about it. Okay, I listen to, like the first twenty minutes and think I should really sit down so I can put like chapter titles so people can skip. The shit they don't want to hear
1: about. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. Well, that's that's reasonable. But so anyway, I I did meet this gentleman last time. Yeah, me
0: and Max, we got along very well. We talked I... about a Yu Yu Hakusho. We did. We did. Yeah, uh, briefly. I asked if you saw it, and you said no, and uh, that was about it.
1: Okay, I I have not. Uh,
0: yeah, it's very good. You should watch it. Okay. Uh, fight me, Arashi. Anyway. <laughs> So I just, I just want to pop in real quick because uh, mm-hmm. I want to, I mentioned this briefly last time with talking about Final Destination. Right. I'm so sorry though. You are in the middle of a story.
1: Okay. So yeah, I think more so we could probably just focus on this now because Connor. Oh, so looks, you want to get me out of here? Well, no, he just looks really confused and I kind of want to explain just like, do you remember a dying a couple of weeks ago when a TV exploded? <laughs> what? All right, so, um, I don't know. I guess it's probably not important. It doesn't sound important. Yeah, well, I don't think yeah. it's worth discussing,
0: to be honest. Oh, boy. I All mean, right. we can get into it, but also we could talk about these fine... Se- people listen to this podcast, they hear about movies, right? Like, that's why they hear...
1: Well, I don't think people listen to this podcast. Uh, that's a very good point, so <laughs> this is fine, then. Uh, <laughs> was it... Uh, hmm. I hope I'm getting these names right. Glenn Morgan and James Wong. Yes.
0: Okay, so the final destination, for those that don't know, the first Final Destination movie was supposed to be, it was originally conceived as an episode of The X-Files.
1: Yeah, and so Swede Harvey, aside from you were like the, basically like the ferryman on the river Styx. Yeah. That's and the closest also, analog. And then an also an expert on the Final Destination movies.
0: I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I'm more of a fan. <laughs> I could definitely le- stand to learn more about the franchise. Okay. But I just think it's interesting, because as a fairy man towards the necrosphere.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. The necrosphere.
0: The, uh, well, you know, the River Styx is like, that's that's an apt metaphor for it. Sure. Uh, I just
1: didn't remember what your thing was called. Right,
0: right. You, you'll uh, that name will be burned into your memory soon enough my friend when oh. you're inhabiting that space the ball of doom was
1: that I don't know if that was a threat or like is, it's not a
0: threat it's just a fact everybody goes there it's like it's not oh, like uh, yeah
1: I don't know it sounded like you were implying that I'm going soon
0: oh well I mean like soon in the cosmic sense you know relative to the length of the universe is pretty soon but no yeah. I think you're good okay. I, I don't, I, they don't let me see the numbers, but, uh, (laughs) you know, I think, I think it's fine. Sure. Uh, but I think it's interesting because in the final destination movies, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, death is coming for you. Yeah.
1: No matter what, death is coming. Can't stop it. Can't stop it. That's the thing. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Death is on your door. Step. Is that your theme song?
0: It could be. It should be. Oh, thank you. I didn't want to I don't I never do this, but uh, I you know, I started a band camp. Really? Yeah. And I you know, I feel like I feel bad because like my stuff isn't as polished as other people's stuff. Okay. So I feel like, you know, I get in my head about sharing it. Anyway, check out my bandcamp sweethubandcamp.com. And it'll and, definitely it be a spelled thing.
1: exactly how it sounds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sweet. Okay. <laughs> anyway.
1: So, in the Final Destination
0: films, death can't stop, won't stop.
1: But, yeah. like, clearly they or are... Or, just... I mean, in real life, it doesn't either. No. To be fair.
0: But that's the thing. It does. Like, they they beat death once, you know? It's like, from their perspective, they're like, oh... You
1: mean, like, the, the scientists that just brought those pigs back from the dead or something? Oh, we can get into
0: that. But I just... I mean more uh, the sense that, like, clearly... Death was late that day, you know, death, like, didn't take into account the clairvoyance and then just he fucked up. And it's the kind of thing where, like, if you call a hotel and they're like, oh, yes, we're going to look for that, definitely. And they know, like, they lost your shit you know but they put this air yeah up, yeah out there, that uh-huh. there. like on it mm. death is like oh fuck all these people were supposed to die in this terrible auto accident okay and i wasn't there well so that's more akin to real life
1: that's the thing though is that they were supposed to be there and then the person who saw the flash forward was like no don't go there and then death is like hey man that's fucked up And now death has to go out of its way to fix somebody else's problem. But we know
0: in the Necrosphere about clairvoyance. And all the Reapers are like, we don't want to deal with them. But it's just them being lazy. It's like extra work for sure. But you can, if you put in the time and the effort, you can like nip that in the bud. Oh. You know? Okay. That's fair. So, anyway, that's all I have to say about the Final Destination films. Oh, one more thing, actually. Yeah, so, uh, written by Glenn Morgan and James Wong. Yeah. Some of the best episodes of the Mm X-Files, right? Originally conceived as an X-Files episode. I think it's pretty funny because, like, it's a joke among X-Files fans that Mulder and Scully don't really do shit. Yeah, Like, they show up and they figure it out. But it doesn't affect the outcome of whatever happened. So they could have just as easily not shown up and the shit would still play out Um, as
1: it did. Now flashing back to all of the X-Files episodes that I've ever seen and realizing that this is kind of true.
0: Yeah. So they did the thing. They just cut them out and made it into a movie.
1: And it plays out like it would have played out.
0: Like, they wouldn't have any effect on it anyway.
1: So why not get them out of there? There would have been Scully writing a report about, like, how all of it went down the way that it did. Yeah. And that they figured it out, but there was nothing they can do about it. And they can't really prove it either because it doesn't make sense. Can you imagine if there was a post credit scene Uh where it's
0: Scully knocking... I don't know why she's, it's her office too, but she's coming in Uh and Mulder's busy and he's got his cute little glasses on, right? Uh, His cute little reading glasses. Uh, right? I'm on the, you know, uh, sexuality is a spectrum. Let me just say that. (laughs) I saw Robert Pattinson in the Batman trailer. And I went a few notches to the other side. Let's just say it made me reexamine some things like that shot of him in the eye makeup. I was like, I wouldn't mind a strong hug from that man.
1: I that shot of him in the eye makeup made me think, why is Robert Pattinson not starring in a reboot of The Crow?
0: You know why I think he's not? Why? It's because he's meant to. (laughs) That's why that movie keeps getting rebooted with so many different directors. Yeah. Because the universe is trying to get him in with whoever would cast
1: him. That's a good point. And that's
0: why we haven't seen it. All right. Because he's the
1: perfect fit. (laughs) I'd watch the
0: hell out of that movie. Hell yeah. (laughs) So uh, Scully comes in and she's like, Mulder, we got a case in wherever the fuck Final Destination takes place. Yeah. And Mulder's like scully there's no time we gotta go there's a great alien guy in roswell we what? got I, I booked your flight so and she's good. like okay and she throws it in the garbage and that's the end of the final destination movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> or the flight that she's supposed to be on is, <gasps> yeah right oh yeah shit boom boom that's the twist at the end of that last one that came out right Oh, yeah, it was a prequel. It was, yeah. but you didn't find out until the end no. when they get on the France plane. Right, right,
0: and they're like, we're going to France.
1: Did they have a CGI Devon Sawa in that movie? Oh, I hope so. Yeah. You haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. You're so. You're- <laughs> that's why <laughs> That's
0: why I was like, I pushed back on the expert thing. I haven't seen all of I've seen one through three. Okay. And I really liked three because I like that guy. I can't, he's in a ton of stuff. I can't even remember what he's been in, but the, the main guy, I don't know what has he been in uh, is it jason
1: ritter no it's it's not no let me look it up all right hold on can i use your
0: computer connor yeah, yeah i'm just i'm i'm i don't i i don't i'm spiraling yeah that's well, why i've been so quiet i'm sorry i just i don't know what the fuck is happening
1: yeah well i mean so people can't actually see what i'm seeing but basic like sweet harvey is kind like 50 to 75% talking through Connor.
0: I'm like, I'm like leaning. I'm like right in front of his face, leaning <laughs> over, just like so, getting all up on the mic. I'm trying to use proper mic technique.
1: <laughs> Final destination. Do you guys edit
0: this podcast?
1: Uh, no, we don't. Cool. We just leave in, a, a, you know, because what, what's the point? You know, three was also directed by James Wong.
0: Oh yeah, shit, that's probably why it's so good. Are you
1: thinking about I don't know which actor you're thinking about because the only person whose name in this cast I actually recognize is Mary Elizabeth Winstead.
0: It's Ryan Merriman. Who is that guy? He's from Luck of the Irish. Like oh, oh the mermaid guy? No. That's the 13th year. I don't think he was oh, in the 13th Oh, yeah, no, year. that is. Okay. Luck of the Irish is the one where, like, he, he loses his family charm, and he turns into a little leprechaun guy.
1: Oh, but it's a Disney Channel original movie? Yeah. Okay. It's a decom. Boom. Anyway, I got to go on, Sweet Harvey. Oh, okay. Okay, bye. Goodbye, Sweet Harvey. Well, everybody, that was... um, bye. Oh, boy. That was that guy again. um, And... It, once again uh, i don't really know what to say
0: i don't either so let's just move on okay cuz i don't i don't uh baseball's back
1: yeah oh boy Woo. yeah something weird about having a ghost lean through your face huh he's a ghost well he's like a grim reaper He's like, like dead fairy, like me. Kind of, yeah. Except, so they're yeah. Like in they can they're well, in this world but they're like, not in this world. Kind of, I think he's more like so in in like in dead like me terms, he's like Mandy Patinkin who like hands out the assignments to the other grim reapers okay. and then also does grim reaping himself.
0: But I mean, like, they were all, they all had physical bodies, and I could feel his hot breath. Oh, yeah. In my ear. So, yeah. I, I think ghost is like, you think of non corporeal, but that, that man's body mass was like leaning against me.
1: Yeah. Um, I read it a, very sweaty. a letterboxed review about some movie. I don't remember what it was, but it was something along the lines of having always wanted to punch a ghost in the face. <laughs> yeah. Which is Can like, you imagine? No. It would be weird. It makes me scary, scared to think about. So, I think. No, I'm
0: kidding. That It it would be scary because that means the ghost can probably affect you physically. Yeah. But I think that would, I would feel like I have more agency in, in a ghost fight than if just a poltergeist was like flinging dishes at me, you know? That's true. Because like, what do you, you fling dishes back and the ghost is like, ha, stupid. Yeah. Got you to break your own dishes. <laughs> mm-hmm oh boy <laughs> ghosts are dicks uh-huh
1: they really are yeah oh <laughs> uh, it's fucked up
0: and maybe i'm sorry i, I want to roll that back real quick it's probably the thing where like you just notice the ghosts that are dicks mm. and then like jeffrey the nice ghost is like hey man like hashtag that's not true. all ghosts
1: well that's yeah right yeah but it's that's like fair
0: jeffrey you gotta understand that mm-hmm. it's like it's such a problem that like we're not talking about you
1: yeah you can't um you can't make it so personal
0: yeah just think about someone other than yourself jeffrey (laughs) i don't care how tragically you died oh boy or what unfinished business you got yeah so do uh do you want to talk about blaze ball um because i think we were talking about this where like there's an interesting broader conversation to be had about the game okay that's not so much about the game but what like surrounds the game
1: okay so yeah it's and it's all it's hard to like we've talked about trying to discuss it before mm-hmm. but like it's it's so like niche yeah, it's and very niche. It's like really almost kind of difficult to explain. And it's
0: it almost benefits of you going in kind of blind because it's like a fun discovery thing. Yeah. Like if anyone listening is familiar with Candy Box, it's kind of a similar thing in how it unravels. Like it appears to be one thing at first, mm-hmm. but then kind of as you get more into it, there's a certain amount of depth. But the real quick, basic explanation I can offer is that you go to BlazeBall.com. That's baseball with an L after the B. Mm -hmm. And you sign up, you make an account, and you choose one of several teams. They all have funny names, like the Moist Talkers or the the Sunbeams. Yeah. The Hellmouse Sunbeams. your team. Hell yes. I rep the Baltimore Crabs, hashtag claws up.
1: Uh, We're hashtagging our words. All right, fine. uh Hashtag uh, stare into the sun.
0: Hashtag stare into the sun, hashtag words. (laughs) Uh, But you, you watch it, and it's a program where you basically you see all these games in a very minimal graphical representation of a baseball game.
1: It's almost like watching the like 2D computer generated version of listening to a baseball game on the radio. Yeah, 100%. Except like it's set in the universe of Welcome to Night vale
0: yeah it's very welcome to Nightvale so your your engagement with baseball will probably be how into that kind of you know it's something similar to SCP but with more of there's kind of like a silliness to it mm-hmm. kind of a I don't want to say irony, but it's kind of that kind of yeah. it's a little left
1: of center its yeah it's m- more like I don't know I don't I'm hesitant to use the word random. But yeah. that's almost how it feels. It's like it's not really based in anything other than absurdity. Yeah, it's
0: def- that's the best way to put it. It's an absurdist baseball watching game yeah. kind of thing. And that's why that's part of what makes it interesting is there's very they lean heavy into the kind of um, Project Blue Book stuff of we might have these reports about UFOs, but a lot of it is heavily redacted. So there's a handbook for baseball that you can read on the site, but a lot of it is redacted. Right. To, you know, as a as kind of a goof. Mm-hmm. But what surrounds baseball is this really amazing community. And I think that's what makes it so interesting is that there is pretty much any internet community is almost inherently toxic, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say that. With, like, I think there are probably some exceptions, but even within the exceptions, there are still exceptions, because there's always going to be somebody who is shitty and toxic. Yeah, and it
0: might be a vocal minority, but it's definitely something that's present mm-hmm. and is an unfortunate thing to contend with. But from what I've witnessed in bl- with baseball, mm-hmm. the community is so inclusive... Um, they are very vocal about trans rights, about gay rights, okay. about uh, rights for people of color. Sure. And they basically, there was such a huge response to Blaseball because it was kind of this community writing effort where people would fill in the lore and make art of player cards for their favorite teams. Sure. And it's been this big thing where the community is kind of creating the narrative outside of the game itself to the point where it's rubbing up against a little bit with what the game is trying to do. So people are pushing back on certain things. Like they don't want the creators to have ownership of the lore so much which we could definitely talk about too, mm. because they don't want it to infringe on their headcanon. Which is I think a little Yeah,
1: I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. And like also, I mean, I tr- and you know, I don't engage with the community like you do. Right. Uh baseball for me is very much like and I'm not really into sports necessarily. Um, however, I will say that for me watching baseball there's something that's always been very calming about it yeah you know like baseball is not an intense sport to watch.
0: It's like ritualistic yeah right? exactly
1: and it kind of feels like watching like the little squares that I'm placing fake bets on on the computer for like you know 30 minutes at a time. Just, like, being, like, this is, like, the player with the silly name, and, like, this is the baseball game and stuff. It's, yeah. like, something that I do... It's it's a nice... It can be a really nice distraction, you oh, know? Oh,
0: definitely, yeah. It's a really nice a form of escapism, mm-hmm. and it's... They're basically synthesized distillations of the community of sports watching, yeah. right? Because you see, graphically represented, who, like, who's on a particular base... Who, um, uh,
1: who is on first i think what's on second
0: i don't know on third what huh? makes sense to me anyway uh <laughs> and you can see like how many strikes a certain team
1: has yeah. how many outs they can we, are it's copyright striked for that no okay no fucking
0: way <laughs> i'll fight that in court I <laughs> to God. I'll, I'll go in that court kicking and screaming being like who is juror number one? What's juror number two?
1: Oh boy, third base. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Mistrial. Anyway. Hell yeah, baby. Um
1: fuck. <laughs> so but and <laughs> there's a I little like, there's a little I'm still thinking about you. Fighting the corpses of Bud Abbott and Lou Costello in yeah. a fucking court of law.
0: The, this belongs to the people. Like it's like physi- over physically fighting,
1: or are you pumping your hands in passion? Or were you shaking one of them by the shoulders? Oh I, I was shaking one of them by the okay. collar okay.
0: by the lapels. Um Big Abbott and
1: Costello fans for the record.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. But like fuck Disney. They fucked copyright up so utterly and completely. Uh, Do you know about yeah. this shit?
1: No. Uh, With the Mickey Mouse I, bullshit, uh, literally. I don't. I mean, with Disney, I I mean, I don't know. I truthfully, man, there's a lot of shit that I don't fucking know.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that is more people should have that attitude. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is the attitude to have is, you know what you know. But you also don't know a whole lot. Oh, yeah. But
1: also people need to be willing to
0: learn as well. Oh, 100%. I think those go hand in hand with like, okay, we should yeah. always be striving to educate ourselves and grow as people mm-hmm. instead of being complacent and be like, I know everything I need to know. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because you, know? you fucking don't, you know. don't. Nobody he does. I don't. No.
0: But, and that's going, circling back to baseball. Mm. I think a really cool thing is they recently, did, today's the first day back.
1: Right. Um, They took a break because the response was very overwhelming. And, you know, it's a small team of people working on like a beta project of a game. So
0: it was wreaking havoc on the website. And it was cool because in that time and every Sunday, there's a thing called Baseball Cares where the site turns into, hey, here's a bunch of different charities you can support. Mm-hmm. Here's a bunch of petitions you can sign. Here's like all the ways to be engaged uh, as an activist. Right. So it's very like, it's a very inclusive community that's intent on doing good yeah. beyond bringing people together. It's a in very a communal experience.
1: Exactly. They use their platform for, um, for progressive ideology. Yeah. You know, which we can get behind being that that's, our ideology oh 100%. Um, you know i mean there are other people who would be like oh fuck this like stay out of politics and just do sports and it's like all right well shut the fuck up then you can go back to bl- baseball just sir. Go, yeah watch th- what sports are happening now i have no idea with fake I think, audiences and
0: things i think baseball is happening right now mm-hmm. with the. Uh, and that's always something. Well, maybe I shouldn't even talk about this because this is something that definitely is only interesting to me. Uh, but I get so jazzed when I see like I'll watch like a snippet of football mm. and they show the the down line, like where the players have to make it to. Okay. To get like to reset the number of
1: downs or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I have no fucking idea how football works. All I know is that they basically go a. F- foot and a half at a time or something like that and it it used to make me miss the simpsons often as a child
0: i remember that when they get interrupted and i'd be like what the fuck it's simpsons time like my parents don't let me watch this this
1: football game is still on man and it's like but the simpsons and it's like now we return to this new episode already in progress and it's like all what fuck you so fuck football fuck is basically what i'm saying
0: i in middle school i had a i made a t-shirt i got it printed from CafePress.com. nice i don't know if that's still a thing
1: i don't think i tried to tell i tried to explain cafe press to somebody recently and it didn't work i think i was trying to use it to like explain Tea public Oh, okay, yeah. And then... So you using it, just, it yeah. and, But then it just made it more confusing because they're younger than me by like 10 fucking years and didn't know what Cafe Press was. That happens to
0: me all the time where I'm explaining something and I'm like, oh, are you familiar with this? And the person's like, no. Mm-hmm. And then I think, maybe I shouldn't have brought this up because uh, <laughs> this person doesn't want to hear it. I, I should start a podcast.
1: Oh, man. Uh <laughs> At work the other day, my boss said something about the atomic bomb and so i explained episode eight of twin peaks nice fuck yeah he has never watched any of twin peaks (laughs) and i spent 15 minutes telling him about like the fucking you know like um theory behind that episode and what like the atom bomb means to like the lore of twin peaks and things like that right (laughs) but yeah i don't know i do how did i do that a lot i think you know yeah me too
0: and i swear I'll, I'll circle back to the well i'll get this cafe press thing out of the way oh, sh- and then i've got more to talk about that mm. um but so at cafe press i had um i would make t-shirts yeah that i i guess i intended to sell but i was the only one ever bought them so i had a shirt where it was just like a it was a black shirt with white font and it was some goofy dumb cartoon font mm. and i remember i was very anti-bush from elementary school, sure. I remember us getting those Scholastic newsletters, and it was like, "Who would you vote for if you could vote?" Yeah, in the um in the two thousand in the two thousand election, mm-hmm. and I was firmly a Gore guy. I yeah. was like, "This dude cares about the earth. I like <laughs> the earth. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going Gore." I mean, based uh, I I. As well, you know, but we were, so, in third grade in 2000, and I remember we did, like, a fake election in class, too. Yeah. But, so, uh, you know, I didn't know who the fuck Al Gore was or anything. I just knew it was, like, my parents like this guy and not the other guy.
0: We we did a fake election also in middle school, and I wrote in Nader. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is the guy. I'm, <laughs> I'm badass. Yeah. I'm so cool. I'm going Green Party, baby. Yep. <laughs> um, but... So, clearly, he didn't get elected. Kerry didn't get elected. Nope.
1: We got Bush. And Bush... In real life or in the school election?
0: In real life. I can't... I think Gore won the school election. I can't remember.
1: I mean, I know in my class, I don't think he did. But that was third grade. I don't remember... Bunch of third grade Republicans. I don't remember what the the school election... Why why do this? Why have children pretend to vote? for fucking politicians when they know nothing about politics and it's based entirely on their parents point of view
0: i don't know but personally it got me to think about politics and like oh who like it taught me about policies okay and i was like oh i probably should like know what the people represent if i'm gonna vote for them all right but you're right it is 100 percent just like whatever your parents are yeah although i think my parents were republicans at the time but they were like much like we were catholics we were republicans i
1: gotcha sure sure
0: um but so i i had this shirt printed because one of george bush's addresses interrupted it was either the simpsons or family guy honestly since i was in middle school probably family guy okay um but i had a shirt printed that said george bush interrupted my favorite show and then the Internet parlance of the time Mm. was you would use like an asterisk to indicate an action, right? Sure, like asterisk, cry. I would be crying, so I thought it'd be funny to pretend like I was sobbing. Like George Bush interrupted my favorite show, sob, right? But to an adult, that looks like the acronym sob. So, (laughs) in middle school. The principal saw my shirt and thought it represented George Bush interrupted my favorite show, son of a bitch. And he just like, well, he stopped me in the hall one day and he pointed at my shirt. He's like, hey, that shirt. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and that was it. He just like he didn't like admonish me. Oh. He was just like, ha, I like it. Nice. nice. And I was like. I didn't understand, like, because mm-hmm. it felt like there was something I wasn't getting. I was like, oh, shit, he thinks this means something else. I'm just wearing this around.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so that's, my, that's my Cafe Press story.
1: Oh, Cafe Press.
0: Cafe Press. Rest in, rest in press. Maybe. Maybe. They <laughs> might still be. My shirts might still be on there, for all I know. If you can look up Cafe Press RTS Animation, who knows? Not me. Not me, baby. mm
1: I know nothing.
0: So I've been working a lot on the. I stayed up super late working on the website. Yeah, and it's still not great. It's I I ran into some issues.
1: Uh, okay, what were they?
0: It's serviceable. I just I just don't. I'm just learning HTML and CSS, and the code's a lot cleaner. But mm-hmm. our our social media icons aren't scaling the way I want them to. Okay, but I did get a GeoCities counter on there, and I'm super fucking yeah, stoked about. I that. saw
1: that. That was that was pretty cool. Now we can really keep track of uh how little people yeah are paying attention
0: and i set it to the maximum number of digits just in case for some reason we get a hundred million people
1: hey you never know
0: you never know and also i set it so it's um it's unique visitors it's not page views so like if i refresh it it won't go up because i don't want like me constantly checking the website to see if it's working to affect the count so it's going to be laughably low, because no matter how many times you visit... Well,
1: it's already higher than I thought, based on that, because I thought it was based on page views. It's higher than you thought,
0: because I've had to clear my cookies to oh. see the changes that I made. Okay. So, like, I'm sure... Th- I think three of those are me, and one of those is you. Okay. So,
1: so a couple more people have looked at it, then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, so all this is to say that, yeah, our website is still less than Jake, but it's getting there.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, before we uh, dip out of episode six, do we want to explain why what happened with episode five?
0: Oh yeah, let's definitely let's explain what happened with episode five. I also have to talk about that Roger Ebert thing. I got to come clean about oh, that. Oh
1: okay. Do you want to do that first? Sure. Let's do that first. Okay.
0: So I I have a tendency to. Um, You know, I think brains are just information sponges, right? Yeah. And you might not always remember where you got certain information from, but it's locked in there.
1: Oh, absolutely. For example,
0: one time I made a song, and I think I showed it to you, and I was like, yo, check out this dope song I made. Uh Uh-huh. And you were like, Connor, this is the chicken dance. And I was like, "What?" And you are like, "Yeah, this is you wrote like you made the chicken dance." And oh. I was like, "No." And I think I did.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I believe the story, but I don't remember.
0: It. it was a while ago. Okay. And there was also we we had an idea for a movie in high school called Fort Thunder
1: that we still discuss. To this day, yeah, I, I really want to someday make that. It's one of the dreams that live inside of our dreams. Yeah, is we'll get to make our fast car giant monster movie someday.
0: It would be a uh, vanishing point meets Shadow of the Colossus. Yes, basically. <laughs> That's all right. Perfect. Um, featuring the music of Lightning Bolt.
1: Mm, there is a lot. We let yeah
0: yeah, but there's a great sequence in it that you came up with. Where our our hero is on foot Uh and they're running through like these different doors in a building and the walls just keep getting knocked down completely because the monster following them is like 60 fucking feet tall. Okay. And I remember one time years after you came up with this concept, I was like, hey, I've been thinking, what if we did this? and i like very enthusiastically pitched you this sequence and uh-huh. you were just like you were just like you were very calm and very patient about it and you're just like listening to me and you're like connor that's my idea that i came up with like 10 years ago <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it like to that specific song too i can't remember
0: i i remember talking about the visuals but i can't it was okay. the, the song was probably included too to be honest yeah um All that's to say that whole empathy machine thing is a Roger Ebert quote. What I was talking about previously, where you were quoting me saying movies are empathy machines, Mm. I was paraphrasing Roger Ebert. Right. And like a fucking super famous Roger Ebert quote, too, (laughs) where he said movies are machines that generate empathy. Uh huh. So I want to get that out in the world. Right. That's not my original thought, but it's something I firmly believe in.
1: Exactly. So I guess, did that episode go up, or is that the last one that we recorded that's That's going up on. Wednesday
0: yeah I wanted to talk about that a little too hmm. and thank God it's the end of the podcast because yeah. <laughs> you know no one's made it this far right after all how I've acted this episode
1: yeah well I mean if they want an apology then they should wait until the end because clearly you recognize that your behavior has been less than admirable
0: yeah it's been a little out of sorts yeah I will say um I'm excited uh, this is this is kind of like it's interesting because this is our pod bubble, right?: Yeah. And it's I feel like it's been a really nice safe haven for us to just talk and kind of shut everything else out in a healthy way.: Sure. you know, just take a little break and just talk about movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's been really weird because we all our episodes are at least a week older than when they're released. Sure, because we've been recording like ahead of schedule. Exactly. So, I get in this weird mode where I'm planning on what we're going to talk about the next episode. I'm working on editing and putting up the most recent episode, Mm -hmm. while I'm also listening to the episode that's going to air the week after. And it's this weird, loopy time stream thing that I get into, right? where I'm hearing us from the past, but us from the the further past is going to be in the future. And thank you so much for sticking with us, (laughs) because... man i'm just i'm coming apart at the seams
1: yeah <laughs> that's what you were winding up to is that basically you're uh, you're starting to crack
0: i don't know i don't know what i was winding up to and that's why i ended it that way because like, i don't know where the fuck i'm going with i just it's more i guess that's more of an inside thought that yeah. it, i've been having a weird experience right making this podcast because mm-hmm. it's all the timeline is so strange yes it between when we record and when we release.
1: Exactly. And then, so, a uh, real quick... Speaking of which. ...before we uh, are done here today. This, so, this is episode six. And yep. when you see this pop up on Stitcher or whatever... Or if Spotify. You do, ...wherever, like, it lives in the podcast places. Yeah. Pretty much all of them, I think. There's all- some,
0: like, weird obscure ones, but all the major ones were there.
1: Right. So... It's going to jump from episode four to episode six and you might be like, what the fuck? Where is episode five in episode four? Connor made a joke about how episode five is entirely goofy movie talk. A hundred percent goofy movie talk. And that's what episode five is. That is. And it's currently behind uh, the paywall that we're working on uh, getting up so that you can knock it down if you're interested. Yeah. Um, so I we you know. And do we want to tell them that we haven't recorded it yet
0: yeah i think uh, we can say that uh, yeah that's why there isn't a paywall we're we're building the we're oh no never mind <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> use that metaphor uh, um <laughs> fuck that i like yeah mm-hmm. oh boy the reason we're eventually gonna get uh, a paywall yeah uh and i did i did sort everything out with patreon which is another weird thing. Like, that thing was sort of with Patreon before that episode where I'm complaining about it went up. Right. So I, I probably should have cut it. <laughs> Thank you, Archer, from Patreon. You're a real lifesaver. But we haven't... Can we? Should we talk about the ideas we have for the, the bonus episodes?
1: I think that'd be yeah, cool to Yeah, I mean, we in. can definitely do that. I think, because, you know, we've talked a lot about different ideas that we've had for podcasts. And it would be weird to have, like, specific episodes of this podcast... Like, like deviate into those dare, topics. Like, dare I say, concentrated ideas. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so formats exactly. And it, we don't want to just like inundate the fucking podcast world with our bullshit and release a bunch of different ones. So we figured that if you actually want to hear us talk about like specific shit, then you can go on to you know, the Patreon that we don't have yet. Maybe by the time this episode comes out, we will, though. Who fucking yeah. knows?
0: Uh, and the reason we don't have it yet is because we want to make sure that there's enough content for y'all to yeah. enjoy um, while we get it set up. Um, and I actually want to... I'm, I'm going to disagree with Max here for a second. Hmm. I 100% want to inundate the podcast space with our bullshit. I just want to get paid oh, okay. to do it. that's fair. Um, but it is, it yeah. is the kind of thing where, like, if you... If you throw us a couple bucks on Patreon, you really want to hear us talk about these things. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, an agreement.
1: Um, But maybe those topics, I don't know. I mean, what? So what are some of the ones we've been talking about? Yeah. You want to do a Veronica Mars rewatch podcast? 100%. I've but, been rewatching
0: and, Veronica Mars, and there's so much shit that right. I need to discuss. Which
1: I have, and I've never watched any of Veronica Mars. Yeah. So, and I think
0: you'll really dig it. I think it's up your alley.
1: Yeah. And I'm definitely curious to watch it, but I guess so that would be the crux of that podcast is is that.
0: Yeah. it's It's straight up just a Veronica Mars rewatch podcast where I'm coming at it from the experienced uh watcher perspective because i've seen it multiple times all the way through Mm -hmm. uh, whereas max has never seen an episode not one but we also want to uh we want to have max and connor go fast and furious Mm -hmm. which is going to be our fast and furious we watch podcast
1: um oceans max and connor where
0: we Max do, and Connor's
1: Oceans 2 Max and is that what we what are we calling that? I think that's one? the name
0: you came up with. Max
1: and Connor's Oceans 2. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well we're going to do we want to do one where we do um all of the Oceans 11's movies which would start with uh the original from the 1960s through through um, Oceans 8. Oceans 8. Yeah. yeah. And I've never seen any of those movies. Connor's a big fan of uh Soderbergh's um oceans trilogy yeah and i'm a big fan of of steven Soderbergh, so there's no reason why i don't want to watch those movies um but that should be fun uh i feel and, like there were
0: more i mean well i kind of i kind of cut you off from explaining oh, that the episode five 100 goofy movie talk will right. we probably be the first bonus episode that will be behind the paywall yeah and that's why it's going to go from four to six because that one is just going to be concentrated goofy movie talk oh yeah because it's a beautiful beautiful film
1: it really is so if you want to hear that it'll be there but you have to pay a very small like pocket change amount of money to hear it
0: yeah probably like a dollar to a month something something minimal exactly um but just real quick before we go, I want to say, uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter. We're at Max and Connor. Mm-hmm. We're at Max and Connor Pod on Instagram. I'm gonna get more active in the Instagram because I looked at our page and it, it's there's not really anything there.
1: No, there's a couple. There's a couple. There's a yeah. There's no, a couple. Things. There's like three I do posts.
0: I want to say I was looking at our followers and hmm. I saw your mom was following yeah. the Instagram. And so I went on our Instagram and saw there's like a video of Romeo and it just brought me so much
1: joy. I got to tell you, and for people who don't know, and based on the people who listen to this, you probably do, yeah. that Romeo is my dog um, and he brings me great joy all the time. He's a good boy. He's, He's a good, good boy. Yes, he is the best boy.
0: Yeah. So hit check out MaxEncounter.com. We have a GeoCities counter. Yeah. and uh a podcast player if you want to play it that way
1: yeah maybe we'll start putting videos of romeo up on our uh on our social media to we attract th- people yeah 100 percent. yeah so if you want to see videos of my dog lying down <laughs> yeah <laughs> and looking up at the camera like what the fuck are you looking at then hit us up hit on, us up
0: at max and connor pod
1: yep at max and connor on twitter
0: Facebook.com slash Max and Connor, all spelled out. You see,
1: that one I've never even fucking looked at.
0: Yeah, you should check it out. There's Uh, nothing there. (laughs) But there'll probably be something there by the time this drops in a week and a half. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So,
1: you know what? This is just us talking out of our asses, really
0: yeah especially this one i i feel i'm so sorry if this was not y'all's cup of tea well no
1: i think this was definitely the loosest one but yeah. we've also we i to be fair we approached it like we when we sat down we were like this one is gonna be loose
0: and yeah exactly. we untied the screws the bolts came off uh-huh. and y'all are the better for it because mm-hmm. you're stronger people now that you Hell yeah. sustain this and
1: if you made it through then that's honestly i don't think anybody did i don't it, think so be either nice
0: i made sure to see to that but if you did i love <laughs> you i support you i mm-hmm. hope you're happy and safe and well yeah. and that things things are looking good
1: yeah yeah um and defund the police defund the police yeah fucking please um i think that's a good note to go out on
0: yeah that's a good note to go out on we'll see y'all next week uh bye-bye. bye. bye I'm Sweet Javi, and I'm here to say that I'm from the Necrosphere, okay? I was born in Sweden, and as a boy, I got on a boat. I was filled with joy, but not oxygen. And that's the problem, there were no air holes, cause I forgot them. When I got to Weehawken, I was dead. Went to the Necrosphere, I was in over my head. They said, Sweet Javi, we gotta say, we could use your help if that's okay. I said, Gee, why not? How can I help? Said to very dead souls just like myself. And I said, Well, that's just fine, yes, that's just gravy, and that's the story of Sweet Harvey, baby. Cut the mic. Hi, it's me, Sweet Harvey. I just want to thank Connor for letting me put my music at the end of the episode. Please check me out at sweetharvey.bandcamp.com. That's sweet as in Sweden and javi as in you probably already know how it's spelled thank you i'm sweet javi bye